0: What's up everybody? This is Mario from Barber View TV Podcast. We are now live, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Apple TV, YouTube. If you got an iPhone, we're on that. If you got that Android, we got you covered as well. And we are you're being joined by 32 countries dialed in worldwide to check in this barber culture. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. We're everywhere at Barber View. That's B-A-R-B-E-R-V-U-E-T. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, make sure to follow us, we'll follow you back. We're always looking just to make this community keep growing and blossoming the way that we know it should. So today I got a very special guest today. It's a Sunday. Um, met this met this guy a couple of times Actually, seems like we've been bumping into each other in so many circles here as we're both as a, as, as a new media company and as a person who has an awesome product and also a barber which means that he has more intimate uh, understanding of of how tools can impact the way that you do business to maybe save time or be more effective or more efficient. And all of these ideas, they usually come up from, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. And most of the ideas usually start that way, but all the way from Detroit, Michigan, which has got some of the most amazing rappers and singers, Shouts out to Dwelling Slum Village, all that stuff. I love it all. Yo, joined by Desmond from Easy Master, Detroit, Michigan. Stand up. What's up? What up, Doe? What's
1: going on, brother? (laughs) No, that's what we say. That's what we say. Thank you for having us, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, How you doing, first and foremost?
0: Good stuff man just getting back from doing some filming in Hawaii man and it's it's all business man so yeah man so thanks for taking taking the time to join us today always like to get people that not only as you are a barber instructor and you're a barber and you have this product always giving back to the industry and 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 just all the game that you've learned in your time and giving it back and and building the future of barbers to, to me that's it starts right here, right now. And so I want to um, um, give you your, your flowers on being a mm-hmm. contributor to, to that industry and making sure that, you know, that you put your imprint on those future barbers. So I want to take the, ch- uh, the time to, to thank you for that. But, but Desmond, tell me what got you involved in barbering? <laughs>
1: wow. Well, first of all, I come from a, a long family of hair. A lot of my uh, cousins, uh, my grandmother, my aunts, our whole family, basically, they either do the medical or they do hair. So um, I was always w- raised around it. My grandmother was uh, very influential uh, as to me being a barber because when I was maybe five or six, you know, she owned a shop and it was called Fancy This. And every Saturday I would watch movie tours in the morning. And then I would go to the shop later on and uh, sweep up. So I was always around it, um, but just because you're around something doesn't mean that you can develop the love for it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the practice, you know, my love began to grow for it. But but to answer your question, at what got me into it, I was just raised around it, really. You know, I'm almost like um uh, uh, like a generational, you know, barber and stylist. Gotcha.
0: Was 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 it your first primary career, or did did you start something else and kind of got back into the barbering game?
1: So the beautiful thing is, is yes, that was my first primary career. However, I tried to fight it. You know, um, you know, <laughs> growing up, I was a basketball player. I, I, you know, I played a lot of sports, and um, I started barbering when I was nine years old. I mean. I literally was behind the chair at nine years old. Um, I had clients, you know, and I was learning of course. Um, but it was one of those things to where it was a, it's, it's a love and hate relationship to where I would do it. And then I would put it down because of course, when you first start barbering, there's so many different things to learn in order to get good. And sometimes you may make mistakes and those mistakes may discourage you. If you don't have the right training to help you through it. So, um, You know, it was one of those things where I would put it down for a while and I would be more focused on school and basketball and and girls and stuff like that. And I would always go back to it. The the thing is, is the day you pick up clippers, that's going to be a forever relationship. No matter how long you stop, you're going to always continue to pick up those clippers from time to time if a person knows that you cut. So throughout the years, people would ask me, hey, can you line me up? I would put my clippers in my backpack. I would go over there, you know. I would line them, or I would take them to school and do things like that. So, it it it, it was my first primary career. I did try other things. Um, I tried working at, at jobs, plants, uh, tree trimming, and no matter what, no matter how far I go in other things, even real estate, I I, I I've dabbled in. Um my first love has always been barbering, you know, and um, it's one of those things to where I can't get away from it. You know, I can try to quit it, but it won't quit me. <sighs> um, it's one of those things that pulls at me.
0: Gotcha. So Ike is the barber game and you're Tina Turner. Is, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. do let me go. Hey, so how long have you been... I know you said you started since now, which is crazy in its own self. But yeah. so
1: how long have you would say you've been in the game? I've been in the game and, and, and a lot of people don't like to count like when you first start. Right. But the yeah. reason why I do is because everything that you experience in this industry is shapes and molds you. So every time you step back in that chair and the reason why I, I count it is because. For instance, at the Barber College, a lot of my students, I notice where they start. And where they start, I've seen myself when I was younger. So there's a starting point, and then there's a process, and you continue. So I count at nine years old because I was really doing some training. So it's been uh, 27 years, 27 years, that I've been behind the chair uh, shaping and molding people's lives through clippers and and, and trimmers and razors.
0: (laughs) Super OG, super duper OG. That's dope, brother. I, I appreciate you sharing that with, with us. Tell us about that first cut, man, like nine years old. What kind of cuts was it? Now, I don't know what they call it in Detroit, right? Because in New York, we call it the Caesar, right? In the South, they call it the Even Steven. So, so what kind of cuts were you putting down at the age of nine?
1: Okay, so um, I was fortunate, right? Across the street from me, there was a, um, a family, you know, and they, the mother had three boys. And, of course, at that time, she didn't have enough money to really take them to the shop. So I, I practiced three. I did a, a fade, a taper, and what we call an call even-steven. They called that in the South. Uh, we call that an even-steven as well here in Detroit, Michigan. Um, but, you know, shadow fades and different things. Um, but what was it like? man. So it's interesting. It's almost like you ever heard of the theory of the bee, right? If you look at a yeah. bee's bo- body, right? They're not supposed to fly based off of the shape of the body and the wings. They're not supposed to. But because they don't know it, they they fly. So typically at that age, nine years old, uh, uh, very um, enthusiastic about barbering, um, I didn't know <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to have fun. So I wasn't nervous. As interesting as it was, is because I didn't know. I was just having fun. It wasn't until later on you get nervous, you know, when you become an adult and you start to think. But it was it was, it was a lot of fun. Do I remember the results? No. But if I could probably play you with the results, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it wasn't that good. I'm, pretty, I'm almost confident that... Um,
0: it wasn't that good. Oh goodness.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So tell us about Detroit, man, as far as like um the style, the swag. Like from the from an outsider, right? I've always known Detroit to be cities that done things a little bit different. Like it's never been like following other states. It's always been like we're gonna do it this way. And before mm-hmm. and during the intro, I was telling you some of the most Influential groups that I love the most is from Detroit. Like I love Dwelly, his R and B, man. That that is I have every last album, Slum Village, Rest in Peace, yeah. Jay Dilla, man. Just just uh it's just yeah. it makes you feel a certain way. Even when I go to Detroit, which I go about once every couple months, it just has this this feeling of like it's just it's hard to describe. So kinda of explain <laughs> to me a little bit about what does Detroit mean to you.
1: Well, first of all, Detroit is home, right? Um, Detroit is where my roots are. Um, it's been said that if a person, and everybody says this about their city, right? If you can grow up here, then you can make it anywhere, right? Yes. But it's interesting, though, that whenever you go out of town and you tell a person you're from Detroit, uh, their response is a lot different from if I'm from New York or from Atlanta. Not saying that it's better or not, but there's a a high respect there because everybody in Detroit can do everything. Everybody in Detroit is talented. Everybody's a barber. Everybody can cook. Uh, So it's very competitive. Um, There was a time when Detroit really was the hair capital. You know, we had Little Willie and Mr. Little, and and it really ran uh, um, the hair industry. Um, So if you were to go down seven mile, which is where I'm from, you know, seven mile or, or eight mile or e- any one of these main streets, you will see a barber shop or a barber salon on every corner. I mean, I mean, you'll see them next to each other. And the, the ironic thing is, is that even though they're next to each other, this one provides for itself and this one provides for itself. Um, that's what I mean about Detroit being very competitive. You know, we do have our own style. Um, Detroit, especially the east side of Detroit, is is supposed to be more of the grimy side, right? And then you mm-hmm. have the west side, more of the flashier side. Uh, but we do have our own style. Um, Detroit is hardworking, you know, just as we it's been depicted, you know, through our, our basketball team and through everything. It's just a hardworking city. Uh, but we, like I said, we do have our own style, and, it, and it's about being crisp and clean. Now, as of the recent years, uh, maybe some of the down south uh, style, as far as barbering has come in. Uh, but that's it's really everywhere because you know when you think about the uh, enhancements and, and things of that nature. You know, Atlanta was really you know prim- the primary place for that. But as of recently, you know, Detroit and other places begin to open up. But yeah, Detroit means everything to me because I tell everybody this. If you can make a career here in Detroit, right, where there's plenty of barbers and there's plenty of shops and they're right next to each other, if you go to a place to where it's a little bit slower or it's expanded more, you will really dominate because Detroit is a grinding city. We get up every day and we go. When, when the snow is outside, we don't shut down. Our clients mm-hmm. is lined up we're ready to get that cut because they got to go. So so we, we're conditioned and designed to continue to work hard no matter what the weather is or what the conditions are, because we used to hard times.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's 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 so inspiring. So t- tell us about how you ended up and I know you started cutting in a shop. You have a long lineage of, of hair, as you said, in your family background. In regards to what got you involved into going back to being an instructor, tell us a little bit about that story.
1: Oh, it's a wonderful story. So um at the time that I, I applied and went to uh, the, the Michigan Barber College as a student, uh, I was already established as a barber. You know, I was very young. I was established. Um, I, was, I was supporting the family with my income, with barbering alone. So, um, yeah. So when I went, we had, I had an instructor. Her name was Miss Whitfield. And um, she, she recognized that I had talent. But not only did I have talent, I was humble and I was approachable, and I was able to help uh, individual students. So, you know, the instructors, at that time, it was only um, two barber colleges in the state of Michigan, which was the one here, Michigan Barber College, and then the other one was in Flint. And Flint is a far drive. I know it's over 45 minutes, way over 45 minutes uh, to get to Flint. So really, if you were to be uh, an instructor at that time, uh, you had to be special, right? You had to be be asked to come back to be an instructor. And they didn't ask everybody because you may have individuals who have talent, but they can't deal with the public. So, yeah. um, so to go back to the story, um, when you come up from your first six to eight weeks out of the classroom, um, you know you you're in a sandbox. You're in a sandbox. The sandbox is the is the is the the rookie side. So mm-hmm. my instructor she she took us up there and she did a demonstration haircut and in the process of doing the demonstration haircut, she grabbed an OA detachable instead of a 1A and what that caused is to, for the hair to cut a bald spot in the head right? so she in front of her students I'm, I'm watching her, I see her shaking but <laughs> don't worry about it, I'll take it over so I changed the haircut um, from whatever she was doing to a fade and it just came out nice so from that point she said okay she told my whole class and i didn't want her to do this because my goal was to slide in get my license and come out mm-hmm. she said she, she told the class she said i don't want anyone's haircut to leave this floor until desmond check it so that was the beginning of it right mm-hmm. that was the beginning of my um my, my, my training so as time to go on you know she introduced me she took me to chicago and I competed against G Wiz, um, yeah. you know G Wiz, and it was um, this was years ago at the Proud Lady Hair Show. It was like a it was like a cast of us. And no, I'm sorry, it wasn't a, a competition. We both did platform art. I'm sorry, it, we both did mm-hmm. platform at like that, and that's when I met him. And um, so, so as time goes on, my, my grades are, re- are are good. You know, I, I know the book. So the owner of the school, Mister Green, um, he asked me. But I'd be interested in, you know, becoming an instructor. And at the time, I was like, I, I really don't know. So to get your instructor license here in Michigan, I don't know how it is around the world, but you must be licensed for two years before you can come back and take the course. Well, Mr. Green, he wow. had to be licensed for two years. So before I graduated, he asked me. I graduated, and I think two weeks later, I began volunteering once a week on a Wednesday uh, um, as a, as a volunteer instructor. Now I really wasn't supposed to be in there, but I did that for a while. And then once my course came up, uh, I was pretty much ready. I took it It was about a year, but, but, um, and cause the school was in dire need of help, you know, um, it's only like 20 something, 25 instructors here in the state of Michigan. So at that time there, you know, some were dying off, some were older, and uh, they were in dire dire need of help, so I was in a position. I had an opportunity, and I took advantage of it. But I was asked to come back, you know. So, and by Mister Green, if anybody in Michigan knows who Mister Green is, you know that that was an honor to be asked to come back by him because he's considered uh, the godfather of this, you know, this this barber industry. Wow. I mean, legendary. So, you know, I, I was I was invited.
0: That's good, and ever since then, it's just been off to the races, developing uh, confidence and barbers and putting them out there to represent not only the state of Michigan, but also, I know it kind of feels a certain kind of way because it's like you're putting your your seeds out there to to take over the, the, the industry. So I know it's, it's a huge responsibility for sure. Um, tell us a little bit about the style of Detroit. I mean, it seems like, I mean, it seems like style is like is taking over. It's, it's 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 almost hard to digest a style for a specific time before we're we're off to the next. Right? Does Detroit have a? What's like some of the common cuts in Detroit that a lot of people are 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 getting these days?
1: Well, you know, with with social media pretty much taking over, it's it's, it's no longer like it was. Um, <laughs> uh, Everybody does what they see on social media. So it's, so the barbery industry has really changed into a universal, you know, uh, look, so to speak, opposed to, the, you know, a Detroit. For instance, years ago, uh, Chicago, Chicago was the only people wearing the high taper, right? Now everybody wear a high taper. So in Detroit, I can say from the past, you know, uh, uh, we had those those nice, we used to call them 94, them ball fades. them was the dope boy cuts. You know, the nice ball fade, blended mm-hmm. with the top. But when the time went on, we went to the taper, right? But but the taper was really low. It was blended. Um, but, yeah, as far as Detroit style, I mean, you see how I'm dressed, right? Every time you see me, I'm dressed. I'm still classic. You know, Detroit, as, as Billy say, uh, bright pink gators, you know, uh, mm-hmm. more of a, a dress grown man, you know, um, kind of style, but as far as the hair, uh, it's changed. You know, with, like I say, social media, with the rise of social media, everything has changed. There's no longer you can tell that that guy's from Detroit because of his haircut. Mm-hmm. But maybe still, You know? Yeah. You yeah. So, yeah, so. Absolutely.
0: It's mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, as far as the students that's coming today, right, um, I talk with a lot of barbershop Uh, instructors and a lot of barbershop uh, correction a lot of barber school owners and they're getting a wide array of people like um from coming out of school to like i was in the stock exchange at the age of 52 and i want like a whole different career change are you seeing the similar demographics in in detroit as well as far as the school
1: absolutely um, um, the barbering industry, I always say it, it's the most popular industry right now. Everyone wants a piece of it, uh, especially after the pandemic, you know, um, you know, you have people who, who realized that, or had to, had to realize that their job or their career wasn't as important. Now, keep in mind, right, I tell all my students and I tell everybody that barbering or, or th- th- this, this business that we have is not a necessity. And people say, well, why do you say that? You know, uh, uh, uh you, you're not important. I say, let's, let's be realistic. If, if, an, if an adult right has to buy food for his family or get a haircut, reasonably that adult will buy food for his family, but keep in mind, let's keep it what it is. Barbering is a luxury, and I'm proud to say that we get paid very good for a luxury. You know, <laughs> if we look at it, it's a luxury. We get paid very good, and there's no shame in that. You know, but um, yeah, we see a, a influx of a lot of individuals changing their career because people want freedom, right? People want the freedom <laughs> and the time back with their families. They want um, the option to give themselves a raise. Right. So we see a lot of individuals. And like I said before, you may have a part with the first day you pick up Clippers. That's never the last day. So maybe that individual who was in the stock exchange and made a lot of money. They said, I always wanted to go back. And you'll hear that. I always wanted to go back and get my license. So. We- that's that's something that we are seeing and, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of it because now I get an opportunity to help other individuals, right, coming from different careers to be able to, to be able to support themselves and their families.
0: That's that's great.
1: So um I know like I said, I, I
0: met you a couple of times in regards to being on like the circuit of barber expos or shows and uh, one thing that caught my eye, I think we first met when we was in Columbus, Ohio a yeah. uh, yeah. couple, couple months back we was doing a show out there and um, man, I, I think your, your product is like a game changer it makes it it, it makes so much sense, but it's like why did I think of this before right? So tell us a little bit about what <laughs> it's crazy, right? So tell us about what you have going on in your game changing product. As far as Easy Blend Master, tell us all about it.
1: Easy Blend Master, let me let me put it up. I have it right here. Easy Blend Master, let me see. This is the Easy Blend Master comb. Um, you have this is the all purpose, the smooth gray, right? And then you have the all purpose tight tapering comb, right? So how it was how it was developed? Let's go to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Floor. I'm doing a demonstration haircut for my students. I keep him So I'm doing a taper. And as I'm doing a taper, I'm just using clipper over comb the whole time. And one of my students, he said, Mr. Dunbar, I know you're not about to do that taper just with a comb and not pick up no guard. And because I've been doing it for many years, I said, yeah. I said, you can too. Because I'm a firm believer that with practice, we can all get good. You know? Yeah. So, so the next day... Four students, four or five students. They went out. They went to the supply store together, and they come back with all these combs, a whole stack of them. They getting different ones, and they like, I want to learn how to use clip over comb. So I still, I said, okay, I'll show you. You know, I'm training them. But what I noticed that when they would try to do it, um, or when you do clip over comb, the comb is in your less dominant hand, and if you're in the wrong, the last thing you want to do is cut a hole in someone's head. So, so you have to focus on both sides of the brain, your left and your right hand. So when, when it's in your less dominant hand, if you're not used to it, uh, you have to comb the hair down. You have to flip the comb and pick it up. Well, I noticed that some of my students, they would keep the comb upright position. They, would, they wouldn't comb the hair down, which would cause them to not see what the hair is telling them. Or they would drop or they, you know. So I started to think, I said, I can make this easier for you. And, and, and the vision, the vision was given to me right there. I saw it. And then I just went right with it. So it's designed to take the flipping of the comb out, right? So for many years, if you flip the comb for many years, right, it's a possibility that you can develop tendonitis, arthritis, and carpal tunnel. Not to mention, whenever we as barbers are in the shop, our goal is to make as much money in the least amount of time. Right? Absolutely. So, so if, if we can cut a few corners, if we can get that blend done a little faster, then by all means, let's do it. Because if you think about the price of a haircut now, they're $40, $50. So now barbers are averaging $100 an hour. That's just yeah. the money there. So by using this comb, it takes the flipping out. Because every time you flip the comb, or a, a normal comb, uh, it takes time away. You do that through the course of a day, you're losing time. But with this comb, it's desired for you to comb the hair back down. Oh sorry, comb the hair back down and put it and put it in place and pick it right back up in one smooth motion. And then you cut. So you comb down, you pick up and cut. Right? Wow. So not, not flipping and it's just one smooth motion. One is one smooth motion. So um I really appreciate this comb because when The first prototype I had, when I first started to use it, it cut my haircuts down by seven minutes and I already cut fast. And I realized that I I was less fatigued throughout the day. So that's how, how the comb came to be, right? It was, uh, it was good to me. And you know, the the thing is, is I always wanted to add something to the industry because I love the industry, Of course, but the the difference is is I didn't want to just make up something. I didn't want to take advantage of people. And if you notice a lot of products, they take advantage of people, right? So I'm a, I'm a person about truth and integrity. And I just didn't want to just put anything out there. And for people to be like, you know, I spent my money yeah, It it was an investment, you know, but it really didn't work. So the comb is, is very effective. It was well thought out and it comes from years of experience that, that this is the one, this is the future. For
0: sure, and and just to add, like when it comes to product, right, especially like hair products, <laughs> count count the ways of how many products there's good, better, there's best. There's, as I like to call it, price sensitive customers that want to go one route. <laughs> there's another that want yo, I want the you you I want the top shelf, right. And then, not to mention all the different clippers. I have even my my barber today. Oh, they'll come. Oh, yo, the new blah blah dropped. I'm about to get that. You'll see them cut Good. forth one day and they'll go back to the what they've been doing like the whole time. So it's it's kind of like when you have a tool that is a foundational, I like to call it a six pack, like part of your six pack in your repertoire for cutting, it's needed. It's a necessity. And it just seems like your product checks all those boxes because clip over comb, that's like everyone's doing it now. It's just quicker for you just to yeah go in, pull the ship, hit it like that and you're done. So, and then like you said, there's health benefits too. So I just wanted to highlight that um, this is not like where there's combs out there, um, but nothing's like this. (laughs) And this is like you said, well thrown out by someone who's not looking at this as a crash, as, as a cash grab, but like, yo, like there's like a, there's a void that we could feel here by, by doing it this way, and you and you check that box. So kudos to you for that, for sure. And, sure. and tell us, tell us, how do we get a hold of this amazing product?
1: Oh well, you can order it right through the website, and the website is www.easyblendmaster.com. Excuse me, it ships right out. Um, you can, of course, we we'll send you that receipt because we're a family right? That's who we are. You look at Easy Bloom Master, I always welcome everybody into the family. And, and you get that receipt because I want you to benefit all the way around. I want you to write it off, right? So that on your taxes. So it is, this is a, a business that's well established and it's to benefit every barber and stylist in the world. But you can find it at www.easybloommaster.com. Also, I travel. So I travel. I've been teaching classes around the world at different barber colleges. November 22nd at 930, I'll be at WSJ in East Lansing. So I'll be close. And then throughout the year, you can catch me. I'll be at different uh, barbering events, barber shows, and still traveling mm-hmm. the world and teaching. Because my goal is to help the industry to grow. And, 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 and I wanted to bring out a point um, as to why. Because years ago, if a person wanted to be a barber, um, they were the laughing stock. Why would you want to be a barber? It wasn't considered a real profession. Um, uh, It it was considered to be iffy. And and although those things are true, um, I've always wanted to show the importance of barbering. uh, Why we go to college, why we go to school, the things that we learn, because we're real professionals. So Mm -hmm. for to see the industry is now, the respect that it has. uh, It brings joy to my heart. I wish that I could pull up maybe an old uh, bio that I wrote, and and, and I want to be a trailblazer to bring the the barbering industry back to respect. Years ago, the the image of a barber was somebody who smoked weed outside the shop, dirty, right? Mm -hmm. That was the image of a barber. You know? It's not that anymore. You know we're professionals. We're professionals. We can speak well. We're educated. So, so with this comb, I am proud because it's helping to advance the barber industry even more, right? And it's it's made by us and it's made for us.
0: That's what's up.
1: So, I mean, it it really has to be an aha moment, and that
0: and that was one of the really big drivers behind Barber View TV is to. Capture what the barber culture as a whole is doing, and let everybody know from a global perspective on how we could come together as a community on sharing styles, sharing techniques, identifying cool products um, when is the last time you kicked back and was like man the the game is is crazy right now because you you have a head in the history of Michigan barbers but like sitting back, like do you ever catch yourself being like, man, this is like the industry that a lot of people didn't really give a shot to And Now we're like rock stars in the game. So tell us a little bit when you have a chance to reflect about the industry and, and, and what that feels like to you.
1: You know, for me, it's um, an evolution of me as a person, as me as a barber, Because, like like I always like to say, I'm that middle child in the industry. Uh, I'm not the old barber, but I was trained by the old school barbers. However, Mm -hmm. with the new school, uh, I'm that, too, because I was one of the ones ushering in the the, uh, enhancements and the things of that nature. So I was one of those guys who was a part of that generation, too. So for me, as I reflect back and I look, I have to try to figure out a place for myself. You know, because sometimes you can be too young to be to be an OG, right? <laughs> you know, you can be too old to, to, to kind of be with the cool. So, you know, as I continue to grow in age and um, things like that, I can step into different different lights. But yeah, but just to sit back, I mean, I'm really proud because you know, uh, kids at school, you know, when when the teachers are asking them, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You know, you know, a lot of them are saying, "I want to be barbers." You know, yeah, you still want want to have ones that want to be lawyers and, and policemen and doctors, but people want to be barbers. And that's a testament because at that young age, you know, they don't probably see the money, but they see the lifestyle or the happiness that we enjoy from the artwork that we put out. So, yeah, I just get an opportunity to sit back and I relax. However, I got to stay on my toes because it's more competitive than what it ever been, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got to stay on my toes. So, so how I got to where I am is years ago, I, I wasn't as calm as I am now. You know, I was out for everybody. Um, because I'm, I'm an athlete, so I'm competitive, right? And I love to compete, love to compete. Um, so I still have to have that fire brewing up. Every time I step behind a chair, I got to put it down as if I'm the best to ever do it because that's, that feeds out into the industry. That feeds out, you know? So, um, yeah, I see it, but I can't get sleepy, you know? I'm happy with where it is, but also I gotta, I gotta keep it up. You know, I gotta keep going. I gotta keep pushing forward. That's, that's
0: dope, man. Thanks so much for sharing. So if you were to give yourself a position on the basketball team of Barbers, what
1: position would you be? On the basketball team of ballers what position? You know, this is the person that I am now to this day. Um, do you remember uh, Avery Johnson? Of That's course, old thinking. country, old country Avery Johnson from the from
0: the Spurs. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so I'll say that because I like to push everybody. Right, so you're my point guard. So you're point, point guard. guard. Yeah, I want yeah. to win. I want to win. But what I'm saying is, Avery Johnson did everything necessary to win. Everything. You know, there, every statistical category, he filled it up. You know, he scored when he needed. He made the open pass. Uh, uh, he took the charge when it was needed. He got in a teammate's face when it was needed. That's me. You know. Um, I'll do whatever it needs if, if, if for the industry to win, you know. And I'm capable of doing everything because I don't know if I told you as well, but I, I, I'm I'm a stylist as well, so I can do women's hair, I can do do, do men's men's hair. I'm a teacher. I, I recently got my PhD in barbering, so wow. I don't have, I don't have to be the, the the guy in the front row. I don't have to be the superstar, but understand that whatever I do is going to be effective. It's going to be needed for the team to win. So so if I was to put myself in that category, um, yeah, that's me, I'm pushing everybody. I'm pushing everybody, let's go, let's win, I'm gonna continue to keep that pressure on us. If that makes sense
0: to you. Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. Cause it's funny, cause those Spurs teams, man, like he, he dished to everyone, he made everyone better. When it was time to get his, he got his, but when he recognized the moment, he understood where that ball needed to be in order for the team to bring home the hardware. So makes perfect sense to me. So, so thanks so much for sharing. So, yeah. hey, so just so in closing, man, everyone make sure to check out Miss Doctor, excuse me, Doctor Desmond. Dub- <laughs> my man, my man, hit us with that with that PhD, Doctor Desmond, man at um, Easy Blend Master, bro. Like awesome product. You'll see it as Barber View is going to be on tour worldwide here. More details to follow on that. Won't let the cat out of the bag too quick. But you'll see the Easy Bloodmaster product wherever we're at all over the world. So if you're in Barcelona, Dubai, Australia, London, Toronto, you will see it. It's something that you have to have. And it's an easy and inexpensive investment that is really going to change your life, and also, to your point, Desmond, raise your hourly wage up, you know what I'm saying? Because if you're spending less time, that means you're making more money per hour. So to me, if that's not a no-brainer, I, I really don't, don't yes. know what, what it is, you know what I'm saying? Right. So um, at Easy Master and Com, right, sir?
1: Yes, yep, and then we're also on uh, Instagram, uh, our- you know, at Easy Blend Master, everything is all the same. Facebook is Easy Blend Master. The letter E, letter Z, Blend Master, just as we see in the background right here. Um, you know, not, not, not the word easy. So, yeah, there you have it, man. That That's where you can find us. <laughs>
0: no, for sure. That's dope. Hey, man, thanks so much. Is there any closing words you want to give out to the to the listeners and viewers out there in the world today? About
1: what's going on right now yeah I just want to let everyone know that um you know that definitely appreciate your time Uh, you you know you are viewing and I'm the type of person that you can reach out to you can um you can you can hit me through the email through the website or through our social media Um, I'm the type of person I want to give you know um, all too often in this industry you'll find a person who holds on to knowledge holds on to things and we as an industry, we can't grow that way. Um, and, and it brings me great joy. You know, it's more happiness in giving than it is in receiving. So I like to give joy. I like to give to people. So in the future as well, uh, there will be classes, uh, online classes, where we'll be teaching some techniques um, with clipper over comb, shear over comb, even razor over comb that will uh, take you to the next level, right? Because everyone wants to be uh, a superstar barber. And I find. That when you go to these shows and you see these competitions, you see great work, but you see elementary skill level, right? How awesome would it be to see a barber throw down in the competition, but he's using the, the, the top notch of techniques, right? He's he doing that taper without a guard, right? Mm. He's with a, a, a razor over comb, you know? In that way, what happens to the whole industry is now we grow as an industry and now the clients are expecting to pay more, right? So we help each other out. we help each other out. You know, I don't, I'm not the type of person to call anybody out, but we help each other out, and that's the goal. You know, I didn't. You know, we grow when we begin to help each other out. So uh, I definitely appreciate everybody. Uh, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm more than happy, I'm more than open to talk to any, any individuals when you're in the Detroit area. Um, just reach out. You know, we can we can link together. I'll be at the colleges, uh, doing everything I need to do, uh, to, to get this product in everyone's hand and also to encourage and help the industry. Also, Mario, appreciate you, brother. You keep doing your thing. Um, I think one of the most, the the things that really drew me to you is that, uh, your personality, right? Very nice individual. Um, and then you're and. That's what the industry needs. You know, uh, uh, too often we're competing with one another where we can't come together, you know, and um, as you continue to help this barbering industry to grow, you will grow, right? Absolutely. And you be, barbering TV will be, you know, a barber view TV will be what it's supposed to be or what you desire for it to be because of the person that you are. You know, so we, we appreciate you as well in putting us on this platform, right? Absolutely. Because we have to. We don't have to. So we thank you. Absolutely.
0: Hey, brother, thanks so much, man. That, that just makes my heart smile, man. And it's all about, like I tell people all the time, even though I'm driving it, I'm more on the passenger side. Everyone else is in the driver's side. I'm here as a conduit to make sure that everyone, not only from like, it doesn't matter where you're from, like everyone can help each other out from a global perspective. And it starts with um, platforms like this that can help just increase that reach out. That's why we're literally, we have access to 1.5 billion people on every platform. We have apps, we have everything and we want to continuously push that bar, push to quality, push the opportunity, push how you even look at things and how you view things. and. Inspiration from stories that are constantly changing their lives. Because no matter how we look, you know, blue, green, purple, yellow, whatever, we we can always find commonality between each other that can inspire and just be that extra push that'll get us to go into that direction that we want. So, regardless if it's barbering or anything, there's something that can be inspiring about what anyone can say. So, I just kind of want to put that out there as a, as a, as a final note. Well, yo man, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to um, hook up with you. I know we're supposed to do some filming in Detroit. I look forward to getting out there. It's been a crazy couple months. I've been zigzagging all over the world, but uh, it's, but it's for the culture, man. And uh, my sacrifice is I just came off a red-eye flight. (laughs) I just came off a red-eye flight. But to me, I wouldn't have it any other way. This is my, my calling, it's my life, and I love it. And I love meeting people like you that's contributed to the industry, have great stories and a good foundational piece and, and history uh, that we, we can look back at and say, yo, I, I remember this, I remember that. And so that's good. So once again, si- signing off, this is Mario from Barbecue TV with Mr. Desmond, Mr. Easy Blindmaster. Peace out everybody, enjoy your day.
1: Have a good